Hi, and welcome to the inaugural podcast of LHC for you and me here at the sunny and exciting Buffalo Studios at the SUNY Buffalo Quarknet Center. I am uh, one of your hosts, David. I'm your other host, Jeremy. And we're here to give the high school student perspective on a rather exciting and large-scale scientific experiment, which is almost online near Geneva, Switzerland, which is the Large Hadron Collider and its associated detectors. Um, To start off, uh, Jeremy was doing a little bit of preliminary research to learn about this LHC experiment, and um, I'm wondering, Jeremy, if you could just give maybe a few words on your initial assessment. Yes, so the LHC project is located 100 meters under Geneva. Its primary goal is to figure out what exactly happened after the Big Bang and how all particles became how they are. Um, They are also trying to figure out if there are any more types of particles other than the proton, electron, and neutron, and also figure out what dark matter is. Now, you mentioned that this is uh, 100 meters or so underground. Um, Any discussion or any ideas why it might be in such an inconvenient terrain? Probably because of the sunlight and solar rays that would affect the experiment and cause different types of data to come out. Now, in terms of the scale, you seem to... uh, Can you give people an idea of how many folks work on this project? I would guess around 5,000 put efforts into it. And um, from this, and I'm just asking, do you have any idea who who pays the bills? Actually, your parents probably do, (laughs) every day. I think the United States government contributes on the order of about a third of the total budget for this, and uh, that's something that we would also like to explore. Now, the, the LHC that you've discussed, this Large Hadron Collider, this is the name for the actual path that these protons are going to take, and um, the proton-proton collider is what creates the interactions, but then these interactions have to be measured, and I'm wondering if you could uh, at least discuss with us a little bit what devices will be used to make these measurements. The major projects are the Compact Muon Solenoid and ATLAS. Also, there is ALICE, LHCB, and TOTEM, which are the specialized projects. And these would be the devices that are actually going to be doing the measuring off of the collisions that occur in the beam pipe. Is that correct? Yes. turn our attention now to the LHC news this week. We'll be reviewing the major working group periodicals and from time to time we'll take a look at the mainstream media. As always, these feeds are going to be available from our website which is lhc4unme.pbwiki.com That's LHC the number 4 the letter U letter N, me pbwiki.com. Up first, we have some point five news in the CMS Times. An article by Arcana Sharma discusses the continued commissioning pro- progress with 
installation of the beam pipe, as well as some vacuum testing as they ramp up to the turn on date. There's also a rather technical article on the YBO cryostat and by Domenico Dottola and Vincent Delecanol. The details of removal of heat from all the power cabling inside the device. Moving over to the Atlas E News, we'll start with the regular column News from the Pit, which this month is written by Christina Jimenez, and she discusses the final assembly over at Atlas Experiment and the commissioning of the last two sections of beam pipe, as well as a reminder of an often overlooked component, and that's the transparency of materials not doing any measuring, and she discusses the requirement for the beam pipe to be transparent so that very few particles in the collisions will interact with the beam pipe and then not be detected later on in the outer rings of the detector. Next we have an article by Robert McMahon about the evaporative heaters in the inner detector. This again discusses one of the engineering challenges of having an inner detector working at operating temperature of negative 25 centigrade and then having the heaters there to reduce the ice crystals which would form on the inside of this portion of the detector. Moving over to QuarkNet's VLHC website, uh, we're starting to see the first postings from the student journalists which traveled to the LHC for open days this weekend. And we can initially read an interesting blog written by John Schmidt and his work uh, during the three-day event. All the rest of the student journalists can also have their reports read at lhcscience.org backslash journalists, which the link will also be available at our website. That wraps up the e-news for this week. Uh, if you have any questions or you'd like to make some comments, you can email them to us at lhc4uandme.gmail.com. And if you have any questions that arose from your interest that you'd like us to pass on, to a professional or a physicist involved with this project, we'll do our best to reach them, and you can email us at the same address. Thanks. That's going to bring us to the end of our program today. We welcome you to send emails to us at lhc for you and me at gmail.com. That's lhc number four, letter u, letter n, me at gmail.com. Or you could visit us online at lhc for you and me dot We are looking forward to your questions and comments. Mm-hmm.